You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on, everybody? This is BGN Radio, episode number 204. Who cares? I'm Jimmy Kemsky with phillyvoice.com. With me, as always, Brandon Lee Gowton of bleedinggreennation.com. What's going on, buddy? Late practice today. How you feeling? Someone was mad about the who cares bit uh, after the episode title and asked why we even bothered to say it if no one cares. Well, I don't know. That's a good question. But um, I'm just going to lay into that even more now then. <laughs> yeah, never, never criticize something that Jimmy does because then he's just going to keep doing it. Um, Jimmy, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. I am doing great because I'm just so happy that BGN Radio is sponsored by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, which you can go get for yourself by going to RighteousFelon.com using discount code BGN15 for 15% off. It's the best dang meat snacks, high quality, supporting a local business, helping support BGN Radio to win, win, win. Same discount code BGN15 at wildnaturepet.com for 15% off dog treats. Now that everyone has skipped through the ad, presumably, Jimmy, how are you doing? I am fantastic. Nobody cares. Is that how it goes? <laughs> I guess. Who's the wrestler? What does he say? Uh, the Rock. Oh, yeah. What does he say? He says, it doesn't matter how you, oh, he, okay. he would say in the case, <laughs> it doesn't matter how you're doing, but he would say it like while you're answering it and you're like starting to actually give it thought. Was that very boomer of me to ask that? Like, should everyone just know that at a certain age? Uh, the Rock, I don't know. I feel like The Rock is like a boomerang kind of age, though, Yeah, at this point. Right. Fair enough. He's actually a little after my wrestling time, but okay. whatever. Uh, anyway, let's get right to it. Uh, what's your first observation of the day from uh, practice number 11 during the Eagles training camp? Which, again, was it, a pretty light day uh, in advance of the Eagles-Steelers uh, preseason game on Thursday night. So my big thing is I thought Jalen Hurts had a solid day. Okay. Specifically when it came to throwing to the Eagles tight ends, which I had broached the topic before with you and the listeners about how I kind of wondered how Jalen Hurts is going to look throwing to tight ends, especially relative to Carson Wentz, who really loved to throw to tight ends. And I can't say that Hurts has like been throwing to tight ends all training camp long, but there have been certain practices where he has had a focus there. And today was one of them. And I thought he looked really good completing some passes to both Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard really liked how he was like ripping the ball in there. You know, he was like throwing some real bullets over the middle to those guys, which is nice to see getting it, you know, over the offensive line as a shorter quarterback, seeing the field well. Um, you know, there's some issues too. I wrote down here, almost threw a pick at one point, but overall thought it was a solid performance by him. Um, so, uh, spoiler, my MVP of the day is going to be Zach Ertz. And it's really wow. more of a um, cumulative factor here because uh, I'll make this point about Zach Ertz. He could have easily come into this camp and just not really tried or like given like minimal effort. But that hasn't happened at all. Like I think he's really, uh, you know, played hard in this camp 
And um, credit to him for doing that because he's obviously unhappy uh, in Philadelphia. I don't think the team necessarily sees him being on the roster, although maybe we'll see. I don't know. Uh, but this season, so uh, I still fully expect him to be trading. And this is the wrong way to put it, like the, the wrong way to phrase this, but maybe selfishly speaking, he's, you know, playing hard because he's getting himself ready for the regular season, no matter, uh, you know, who he plays for this season. But uh, still, I'll give, I'll go ahead and I'll give him credit for, for playing the way that he has uh, during this training camp with, uh, you know, a lot of side distractions going on uh, with, with, with his, uh, you know, NFL career uh, and, and the future of it sort of hanging in the balance. So maybe I have a thought about that. Uh, let me know if this sounds right at all, Jimmy. Maybe it's that like, you know, that that was the conversation between him and the Eagles and it's like, and how he was like, hey, come in, you know, bring it every day, have a good camp. And then that way it can kind of be put mm-hmm. out there that yeah. you're having this good camp and other teams might be like, oh, okay, Zach Hurts is, you know, he still is good. And he wants to win and maybe his market goes up a little bit. I mean, that kind of seems like wishful thinking to some extent in terms of the price going way, way up, but, uh, it can only help his value. Yeah. Cause like last year, you kind of saw him be affected by his, uh, unhappiness with his contract and, um, you know, wanting to get something long term done and being frustrated with that not happening. But, uh, he has not. Uh, fallen victim to, uh, you know, his, his outside circumstances so far during this tramp. So again, you know, kudos to him for, for, for playing hard. Uh, my first, uh, observation of the day is really just how many injuries they have. <laughs> like it's, they're really starting to pile up. And, um, you know, they, they, Nick Sirianni was asked, of course, about the lighter days and the short practices and, uh, all that kind of stuff. But they have like, like, so they, when they sent out their text, as they do every day of the guys who are limited day to day, week to week, etc. There were uh four limited, four day to day, and five week to week. So there are thirteen guys on that report. And the guys who are week to week are John Hightower, Devontae Smith, Jacoby Stevens, Davion Taylor, and Casey Tucker. And had three guys get injured today. So Andre Dillard went to the tent. This is even before team drills even began. I didn't see what happened to him, but he went to the tent and then I saw him leave the tent and walk inside. He was limping a little bit. Um, I was talking to Mike K. Mike K seemed to think that he actually said out loud, uh, the back of his knee, uh, was what was affecting him. So, uh, that doesn't sound good for, for Andre Dillard. Um, obviously, you know, he's been getting smoked by Jordan Mylotta in this battle for the starting left tackle spot. Uh, and now there, there's going to be the possibility that he could be missing time going forward. And if this competition wasn't already a wrap, as you and I sort of seem to think it is, um, if there's ever any doubt about there, there probably isn't any, any more doubt about that. And I would fully expect Mylotta to start, uh, Thursday night against the Steelers. Then you have Kayvon Wallace. I didn't see this either, but he headed into the tent, uh, before heading inside. He, of course, is competing with guys like Marcus Epps and Andrew Adams and so forth for the quote-unquote starting uh, safety job opposite Anthony Harris uh, while Rodney McLeod recovers from his uh, ACL tear from a year ago. And then on a lighter, on a lesser note, uh, Michael Walker, who is actually already uh, on the injury report as limited, got carted off. I didn't see that. Did you see that? What, did you see what happened to him? I saw he had a nice rep. He won like uh, a rep in one-on-ones with a nice route. And then I thought, you know, he was just going to run back to the, like, you know, the huddle with everyone. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even look. But all of a sudden, I saw everyone just tweeting he, after that play, somehow he had gotten hurt. Okay. So yeah, add two. He was already, like I said, he was already on the report, but add two more guys that are going to be on that practice report. So you have 15 guys that are banged up in some way. 
during this very light, you know, you know, short practice, barely like no tackling to the ground at all. Probably no won't pads. be. And, and barely any thud practices. And today, yeah, they weren't even in pads today and three guys went down. So, um, you know, this idea about, uh, you know, having shorter, lighter practices and, you know, I, like it all makes sense to me that you, you know, you, and we agreed even like on the podcast here that, um, you know, in the, in the wise words of, uh, Jason Brewer, who used to run Bleeding Green Nation, um, you know, the number one thing coming out of training camp is keep everyone healthy. And, uh, I, like, I, I, I agree with the premise. Uh, of that, but they still had so many injuries, uh, despite these lighter practices. So, uh, the injury woes for the Philadelphia Eagles continue on, though, uh, it should be noted, I guess, that they haven't had like any season enders yet. Uh, yeah. So uh, another thing that I don't think you mentioned in there is, uh, Ryan Kerrigan too now out seven oh, days right. yeah. since he had a thumb surgery. Um, so yeah, kind of banged up. Nothing, you know, like it's an injury he already had, uh, but I guess they wanted to clean it up before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he could be, you know, good to go in, in plenty of time for the regular season. On the positive note on the injury front, though, Jimmy, uh, Brandon Brooks came back to practice mm-hmm. and was getting some, not like full slate, but some uh, reps in team drills. So oh, that's oh, good oh. to see. We actually, sorry, we actually have an injury update on the spot wow. here uh, from Eagles PR. Andre Dillard, knee sprain week to week. Ooh. That's bad. Uh, I mean, it's that's... over. Like, it's, it's over. Like, that competition's over. And well, Kayvon Wallace, over, yeah, I mean, but no question now. Kayvon mm-hmm. Wallace, groin strain, also week to week. So that's not good for him either. I want to get into those in a sec, but just wanted to wrap up with the good news as we pivot back to the bad <laughs> news. Uh, Brandon Brooks back, and then Isaac Samello also was upgraded from day-to-day to limited. Didn't see him in team drills, but you know he seems to be progressing back, so that's good. I uh, also saw Devontae Smith doing some light jogging on a side field at one point, like, like the rehab guys. Nothing too intensive, so I don't think you know he's like like ready in a couple days, but you know just some positive progress from him. Now back to the bad news to hear, Jimmy. I mean, like... I was thinking about it this way, and I think I meant to put this in my notes. Spoiler: I didn't. Good, bad job by me. Uh, like, who is the Eagles' backup left tackle right now? Yeah, it's, Brett it's a good Toth, question. But like, yeah. who might not make the roster? So it's, it's Jordan Milata. Yeah, but yeah, I said it's him now. Oh, but like, you, I didn't hear you say that. Okay. Yeah, but like, let's say. I mean, I don't think he's a lock to make the roster, though. He, I don't think he he's might, had a good camp. Well, he might be now if uh, if. Uh, he Diller, hasn't looked if good Diller though. Isn't ready for the regular season. I think he's looked okay. Mm, I, I think that, that you know what I, I I saw something too that I, that makes me think they like him a little bit too. Like they Why gave him they some like him? they gave him some guard reps, hmm. which uh, is an indication that he didn't look good there. But it, it is an indication that they see something in him that they would try him out at an additional position. So <sighs> Dillard's not but. ready for the regular season. <laughs> like that opens the door for a guy like Toth. And also now that he's week to week, like you can forget about some team trading for him too. Right. Which is bad because I think they should have, because now you're on the hook for that. I know it's not like the most, it's not a ton, but still I think getting a draft pick and clearing 1.6 million was more valuable mm-hmm. than having Andre Dillard, who you're probably just going to eventually cut maybe next year anyway. Like it's not the end of the world, but I just don't think that's ideal. So uh Yeah. Would you agree I, that Kayvon sort of was in the was sort of like the front runner for that whatever you want to call it the, the short term starting safety job mm-hmm. or the third safety behind uh, Harrison McLeod? Would you say he was the front runner there? I mean, in was. terms of reps, <laughs> yeah, kind of, I guess. And on the depth chart that put out by the Eagles PR staff, Kayvon was up first ahead of Epps, but I don't think 
that it's been night and day between. I think no, I, I think it was close. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would actually. I mean, Epps had. A, I think Epps has had like that practice he had at the link was mm-hmm. better than any practice I think that Kayvon Wallace has had. Like his highs have been higher. So, uh, yeah. But that's that's not good because, like you said, Rodney McLeod is currently. Uh, I think, you know, Rodney is going to avoid making the pup list. Like he said, he thinks he is, mm-hmm. but I don't know that he's going to be ready week one. Like that might be a little optimistic. You know, he might like be ready for like week two or week three or so, but I don't know that he's going to be ready for week one. So you could have potentially starting week one, uh, safety lineup of Anthony Harris, Marcus Epps. And then if Kayvon is still out, then you're looking at like, you know, Eliza Riley or Andrew, maybe just keep Andrew Adams around. Uh, so yeah, not great. Rodney, by the way, had been wearing a brace, like even just watching uh, practices from the sideline. I don't know when he ditched it, but I just happened to notice today that he didn't have it on. So hmm. um, maybe that's a positive step for him in his recovery. All right. So now that we've gone through all the injury stuff, uh, <laughs> I, a couple more notes from practice, Jimmy. Uh, Quez Watkins had a nice leaping catch today from Joe Flacco over the middle. Mm-hmm. He failed to bring in another one later in practice. I wouldn't call it a drop because it was like a tough play to make, but it was like one of those Fulgham plays that were frustrated. Uh, yeah. he hasn't been making, but that's fine. Quez has done a lot of good stuff. And, uh, after practice though, Darius Slay was asked about like which receiver has really like stood out to him and improved, uh, and maybe kind of even like surprised him a little bit. And he went with Quez. Yeah. So I think that's a nice sign. You know, obviously Slay is a good cornerback and to be kind of getting that praise. From Slay seems like a really good sign. So I think that's a good transition into my next uh, observation. Less of an observation, more like I did my every year. I do my Eagles stock up, stock down, uh, anonymous media poll, and uh, I asked twenty five Eagles media people uh, to give me one player whose stock is up since the start of training camp and one who is is down. And the winner stock up. Was Quez, was Quez Watkins with seven wow. votes. Seven out of 25 votes went to Quez Watkins. Josh Sweat, uh, no surprise there. Four votes. Zach McPherson, also four votes. And Tyree Jackson had uh, three votes. I'll just round them all out. Why not? Javon, Javon, Hargrave, Javon Hargrave and Coyote Awosika each wow. had two votes. Well, I know Bo Wolf voted for him. <laughs> he on, did. Yeah. Okay. He did. And I forget who else voted for him. Um, and then one vote each for Jordan Mailata, Jason Huntley, and Kenny Gainwell, um, hmm. which, whatever. I don't see that. Uh, I don't either. Uh, stock down, Andre Dillard, and this is before he even got hurt today. Uh-huh. R- I mean, for the most part, I guess I asked some people after he got hurt, but for the most part, it was before he got hurt. Uh, ran away with it, 12 votes out of 25. And wow. some of the people who didn't vote for him didn't vote for him because they said, well, I didn't have any expectations for him to begin with. So his stock yeah. really is like, I already thought, you know, I didn't think highly of him to begin with. So his I didn't stock isn't, his stock, stock isn't yeah. down for me. Um, yeah. for full disclosure, I voted for Quez and for Dillard. Um, and I'll just round out the rest of the stock down guys. Jalen Rager was next up with four votes. That's who you voted for, Brandon Craig. I don't know yep. if, uh, you wanted to remain anonymous or not, but too late for that. Uh, Jalen Hurts had two votes. And then the following players each had mm-hmm. one vote. John Hightower, Carrion Johnson, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Joe Flacco, Davion Taylor, Hassan Ridgeway, and Isaac Sayamalo. 
Uh, not good for Hertz to be showing up in the stock down category and not getting any stock up. And also, by the way, kind of showing that that's not like just like Jimmy or me, you know, saying this stuff about Jalen Hurts seems to be pretty consensus opinion. Not that he's having there are some kind of disaster. Plenty of camp. better answers, I think, than Jalen yeah, Hurts. But, I agree with that. Uh, but but uh, he's a he's he's a high, you know he's a highly visible visible figure, obviously being the well. Starting but that and also he's yeah. the most to lose. Like you're going from mm-hmm. franchise quarterback, sure. And I just think he hasn't cleared that bar at all. A very high bar, but anyway, we don't have to get into all of that. But uh, yeah, I voted for Rager, and I just again, I just haven't seen the kind of leap from year one to year. I, I everything we've seen from Jalen Rager so far, Jimmy, I I am failing to see how this signals. Oh yeah, Jalen Rager, big breakout year incoming. Like, I don't see that at all based on what we've seen. He had another drop today I, in one on ones. Um, also had a nice route to get open one on one. So that's just like that's what it is with him. It's like a mixed bag uh, at best. So. Why don't we take a break here, Jimmy? But before we do, right to sell on craft jerky, right to sell on.com, discount code BGN15, 15% off. And yeah, Kristen Roach, call, by the way, uh, somebody called her. Uh, I believe it was a listener, uh, is listening a house with her. Wow. So, uh, we will give, I'll give updates on how fast she sells that MFR. Uh, anyway, her number is 856. 906-9295. Again, 856-906-9295. Brandon. We will be back after this. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S 
I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Back here on BGN Radio, Jimmy, why don't we solicit a question from the Apple Podcast Reviews. Leave a rating and review, five stars, obviously. You ask us a question there, we'll answer it. This one comes from username Crappy Flappy. <laughs> Title, love the show. Hey, Jimmy and Brandon. Uh, this is Patrick Mason. I know Patrick, a loyal listener. Uh, just wanted to say he loves the show and uh, thanks us for the great training camp coverage. Uh, well, thank you, Patrick, for listening. But uh, the question is, he hasn't heard too much on how Jacoby Stevens and Patrick Johnson have been doing in practices. So how have they looked? And I guess how's the linebacker competition as a whole going? And how do we currently see it playing out for the initial 53 in practice squad? Yeah, so I'll, I'll take a crack at that. First, uh, Jacoby Stevens is hurt. Uh, he's week to week with hamstring, I think. Um, but we did note the one day, right. I think it was I think it was the MVP for me one day. Uh, oh, is it groin for him? Okay. Um, I forget. Anyway. I think it is. I think it's yes, a hamstring. He, he was the MVP on the day he got hurt. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, a nice for you. Uh, leaping interception. And I uh, made some other play that day. But um, he's a player that, you know, obviously went to a, a big SEC school in LSU and uh, transitioned from, you know, a you know major conference like that to the NFL shouldn't be a big deal for him. Um, obviously, switching positions to some degree. He was like a hybrid in, in at LSU linebacker slash safety. Um, so, you know, in the NFL, he'll be a safety. But I thought like he was starting to show some stuff before he got hurt. But we just haven't seen him. So uh, that's why you haven't heard much from him as far as Patrick Johnson goes. Uh, he's been sort of playing that hybrid role where he is playing some off-ball linebacker in addition to being a rush end. Uh, in college, he was mainly just uh, a rush end for Tulane, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, and uh, big numbers at Tulane. I think he had like 10 sacks his last season there. So it is going to be sort of a um, a longer process for him to learn that off-ball linebacker position. But uh, he hasn't stood out to me. and that's not necessarily a bad thing because he hasn't stood out negatively uh, as a, as an off ball linebacker, which you can uh, in these practices. Like uh, there are plenty of examples of linebackers of, of yesteryear who did stand out in a bad way. So he hasn't done that, but he hasn't stood out in a great way either. Um, he has gotten some reps in one-on-ones uh, offensive line versus defensive line. That is one-on-ones and uh, you know, hasn't lit the world on fire there, but young player. So we'll kind of see how that goes. As far as the linebacker position in general, we talked about a little bit this a lot, a little bit about this in the last podcast, I think, where, um, you know, I think Eric Wilson's been, has been good. They're getting Alex Singleton back now. Uh, I think those two guys are, are competent. Like that's a competent one, two. And then I really like what TJ Edwards gives you as a rundown linebacker. And then of course, uh, Davion Taylor was getting a lot of those reps early on in camp. Um, not so much anymore because he is now also hurt. Uh, I'd like some things that Sean Bradley did last year. He hasn't really stood out in any way uh, either in this camp, in my opinion. Uh, but I think they have a mix of sort of competent vets uh, to go along with some, you know, younger guys with some upside. But I, I like the outlook of that position this year a hell of a lot more than I did in 2020. And again, obviously, that's a low bar to clear with, you know, Nate Gary being sort of the dedicated three down linebacker. So uh, with how poorly he played last year, again, it's going to be a low bar for, for these guys to clear to be better than they were a year ago. So I did a 53 man roster projection recently and I had six 
the Eagles keeping six on the yeah. roster at Eric Wilson, Alex Singleton, which I think are locks to make the roster and also pretty sure. locked in as your top two guys at that spot. After that, Davian Taylor is a lock to make the roster unless, you know, the injury, you know, would land him on IR or something, which I don't think it will. Um, I have him there just based on how many playing time he was getting. I think, you know, he could potentially be playing. We'll see. Uh, TJ Edwards, I have. I think I'm pretty comfortable about him making the team. Then after that, I, I don't feel amazing about Sean Bradley. I noted that he is on first team special teams kickoff coverage. And I think some of the other first team special teams units, so that seems like a good sign for him. I haven't seen him like made a ton of plays. He's also rotated in with the first team defense at times, but then again, so is like everyone. So, so I don't really know that that means much. And then I had Jacoby Stevens as six, but like the problem with me doing all this is I didn't keep like Avery. I didn't keep. Osman and I didn't keep or or Johnson so like I don't have the Eagles keeping one of those rush linebackers which <laughs> right. it seems like they might <laughs> right. so like so maybe I have to take Bradley out of here and put Avery in but like it's just like Avery hasn't even had a good camp so like he's just <laughs> making the team again because the Eagles think highly of him for some reason uh yeah I don't I don't know as far as the practice squad goes since Patrick also asked about that just really quick um I had Patrick Johnson sticking on the practice squad I don't yeah. think there's a spot for him on the roster and then I would also put Rashad Smith your guy who got trucked by uh Tyree Jackson uh on the practice squad too just because they probably need you know another body and it's 16 spots still this year so there's a lot of spots to go around by the way you mentioned IR um just to quickly go over those rules real quick if you IR a guy before yeah 53 man roster is set He's done for the year. So right. if you want to yeah, IR a guy, to, that, to be clear, but yeah, but if you IR a guy yeah. uh, after fifty three man roster, there's like a day, like a day, like a couple of days after that, you know, the cut, the final cut down day. If you IR him after that, then you can put him on that short term IR where they're out for three weeks but can return. So uh, they have to be. I mean, they don't necessarily have to be seriously hurt, but if you do IR them, they're done. Like you can't, they can't, pra- they, they can't play at all, and then they can't practice. Um, but they with, did that with, with Dillard the, with last the team year anyway. Yeah. So, um, that's how that goes. Yeah. Um, always good to remember, uh, Jimmy, why don't we get to our MVPs, LVPs and play of the day, which spoiler alert, I don't think either of us have a play of, today, of the day <laughs> from today's practice. So it was just a shooter practice and there. There wasn't really like a lot of highlight action. So why don't we start, uh, with the MVPs? Cause I know we both do have those. Yeah. Uh, I, I already, I already mentioned mine. It's Ertz for all the reasons that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, my loser of the day is Nick Mullins, who uh, really I'm just basing it on one throw, <laughs> but it seems like most practices he's making at least one crazy throw into heavy traffic. And he did that again today. It was like triple, co- three guys like right in the area. I wouldn't say triple coverage, but there are three guys right there. And not only that, like he left it short and it should have been picked, but uh, it wasn't. He got lucky. It wasn't picked. Um, but yeah, he's, I think he's a guy that has not shown and like you and I both, thought that maybe he would compete with Joe Flacco for that number two job, but I don't think he's even done that. So I think he's not destined for the, this 53 man roster. I think he's worth keeping on the practice squad, which he should probably, they should probably be able to get him on there. But uh, today was just another example of uh, just a oddly bad throw, uh, which he's had many of this, this camp. Yeah. I would keep him on the practice squad. You know, if the Eagles get injured, injured or, you know, COVID, you know, situation during the season, uh, good to have him around. Also, just better than I. I it's actually gonna, I think, be nice to have him for the preseason because I think he's like way better than like Dane Evans. Yeah, he Matt gives McLean. you competent reps at least. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So credit to him in that regard. But your LVP, my MVP, 
I am giving to Tyree Jackson because I actually haven't given him one all of camp so far, which isn't right because he's had a good camp mm-hmm. and he continued to be a go-to guy today. And I wrote about in my notes about how it's kind of funny that like a former quarterback has become like this security blanket for like Joe Flacco and even Nick <laughs> Joe Nolan Flacco sometimes. loves like, him on yeah. that second team. It's crazy. So uh, I'm going to give it to him. It's kind of like a cumulative thing in addition to okay. – he had some catches today that were nice. So I'm Yeah, he had one play. He, like I watched him from from the snap to the end of the play, and he can move, dude. Like he, yeah. It was like a, just a little seam route, and uh, Flacco actually hit him pretty quickly over the middle. And he turns and catches really naturally. Like I think his, his route running has a little ways to go, but as far as catching the football, he's been re- his hands have been great. And, uh, yeah. and then after the catch – He's he's huge, so like he's gonna be uh, an asset in, in that regard at some point. Uh, I don't know if that'll be this year, but he's a player worth developing, and I think he actually will make catches for this team at some point. Now, one bone I have to pick with Eagles Media as a whole, Jimmy, about Tyree Jackson. Everyone talking about how big Tyree Jackson is. I mean, I'm taller than him. It's okay, so like, <laughs> you know, why is it? Why aren't people putting me in their notes and <laughs> noting how tall I am? That's uh, fair. Yeah, so you know. Everyone's like, oh, he's so tall. I mean, again, like it's all relative. So I just wanted to note that. Uh, LVP for me, I have, I had to think about it. I, I was different options I could pick from, but I ended up going with Sua Opeta because Sua mm. Opeta got absolutely destroyed Did by he? Javon Hargrave, who had a good camp. Yeah, on a, it was on the play where like Hertz threw the, like a pass into traffic and it was knocked down by Steven Nelson. Kind of dangerous pass, almost could have been picked. But uh, part of the reason I think that pass was bad is because Hargrave just like was in Hertz's face and like made him get rid of the ball right away. Uh, so yeah, and I'm not he sure blew, that Opeta... Hargrave blew up a couple of run plays today too. Worth okay, noting. Well, yeah. well there you go. Um, I also considered Miles Sanders here because he had another drop. It was in one on one, but you know. Still, Miles, can we stop dropping the ball, please? That would be nice. Um, my play of the day, Jimmy, is Derek Barnett just absolutely murdered Carry on Johnson. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, just like like he just threw him to the ground. Like he just yes. like flattened it. It was like he just destroyed him. And to the point where Carry on Johnson after the play, I think he got like the wind knocked out of him or something. He was like on the <laughs> sideline, like getting checked out. Like you could see him hurting a little bit. So uh yeah, Derek Barnett just destroyed Carry on Johnson. So that's my play of the day. Derek Barnett has some nasty in him. Um yeah. if he were a better player, I think people would really love that about him. But because he has been sort of a disappointment when he has sort of these dumb plays where he gets like <laughs> personal fouls, that people get very mad at him for that. But I think if you're actually like if he had like if he weren't a disappointment at this point, I think people would sort of appreciate sort of like what what I'll call like a little bit of a dirty streak. Um I wouldn't say that the play today was dirty, like he was just very physical. Uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, that's something that I kind of like, you know, I don't like the, the play that he had against Green Bay where he just against, you know, Jamal Williams. That's not cool. But like on a play like that against carry on Johnson today, you love that. I love that stuff. Um, my play of the day, I guess, would probably be like Hertz made a few good throws. And uh, one of them was to Ertz uh, on sort of a crosser and hit him like right in stride. Strong throw, like 20 yards down the field, you know. Uh, I don't, I don't remember. I don't, I didn't see like where he threw from, like which hash he threw from, but he hit Ertz, um, you know, outside the numbers and, uh, uh, really strong, like one of his better throws of, of camp in, in my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that would be my very kind of a week. Yeah. Kind of a week day in terms of, uh, picking out highlights, but, uh, that, that would be the one for me, I guess. 
if I am not mistaken, that is also the first time Jalen Hurts – no, it's the second time, I guess, Jalen Hurts has been on this list with like at least like a really good throw mm-hmm. by him. Strong throw uh, from counting. the pocket too, by the way. It wasn't like – like it wasn't yeah. an extended play. I think most of his highlights have been like you know, extending the play, getting out of the pocket, and making plays like that where we've seen less of him getting the ball out quickly – hanging in the pocket and making and again like he doesn't have to be that kind of quarterback when the bullets are flying but you want to see that more in camp because this is when you can improve that kind of stuff so good to see that from him uh today all right so little preview of the schedule ahead here we have an off day jimmy and i do team has walked through on wednesday august 11th before they play the pittsburgh stillers at the link on Thursday night, their first preseason game, first Eagles preseason game since 2019. Uh, kind of weird how that is a reality. Uh, so we'll be here with you with that. I think it is, we will have post game coverage of that show, um, with Seamus and Jess. So you can be checking them out after the game. And then obviously Jimmy and I will be talking about it probably on, uh, Saturday when Eagles return to practice because they will have off then on Friday, the day after the game. So we'll be back with you here for our next practice practice podcast recap on Saturday. Uh, and hey, you know how you don't miss an episode is you follow slash subscribe to the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed on whichever podcasting app you have. And if you like what you're hearing, you can help support the show by leaving a rating, five stars, and review on Apple Podcasts. Really appreciate that. Um, you can check me out on Twitter at Brandon Gatton. Check Jimmy Kemsky out on Twitter at Jimmy Kemsky. But before I wrap, I, I forgot to say, Jimmy, do you have any final thoughts? <laughs> no, you can wrap it up. This is going to be okay. a short episode. We'll have a, a, a much longer one, I would assume, uh, on Saturday after a game and, and, you know, another practice. Yep. Okay. So phillyvoice.com for Jimmy's practice notes and everything. BleedingYourNation.com for mine. Check out the SB Nation NFL show, which again is in full force right now. Just did a episode right before Jimmy and I recorded this one. Um, so you can check that out there. Uh, you can also check out Right to Sell and Craft Jerky by going to RightToSellin.com using discount code BGN15 for 15% off. WildNaturePet.com, same discount code. And call Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors at 856-906-9295. All right, that's it. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise Flagship Fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com slash Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise Flagship Fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com slash Flagship. This is a paid advertisement. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, Mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. 
reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.